0: Welcome to the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm your host, Paula Crossfield, a Vedic astrologer and business coach helping you to live in your purpose. And that is what this podcast is all about. So let's jump right in to the conversation. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. I'm Paula Crossfield. For those of you who are new, welcome. So excited that you're here. We love talking about living in your purpose. And I think you're going to really enjoy today's guests, Yana El Nitwa, And we're going to talk all about storytelling. But first, before we jump into this conversation, I wanted to let you know that the doors are open to my latest program, which is called magnetic. And it is for business owners who want to expand their ability to call in the wealth and the money that they desire in order to thrive. And this is a very practical program. We are going to be talking about some basic elements of your business, how you communicate about what it is you do, creating offers that are really aligned with you. We're going to be talking about working with the energy of the planet's And also give you some spiritual tools, including having Shantala Sri Ramaya, who was a guest on this podcast just a couple of weeks ago, who will be teaching a Lakshmi mantra and talking about wealth from the Vedic perspective. And we'll also be talking about how to get through our limiting beliefs. And I have some tools inside this course to help you. So it's really a deep dive into mindset work, but also the practical work that's going to move you forward in your business. So if you are a spiritual co- coach, guide or healer, and you're really looking to expand what you're making online, I'm your girl, I'll help you. So just go to weaveyourbliss.teachable.com magnetic and you'll find all the details of the course. We start December 9th. So in this interview today with Yana El, we talk about really finding joy at the center of yourself and how that helps her to move forward, even in times when maybe she's the only one that believes in her vision of what she's calling in. Yana El is just such a beautiful light. And I hope that you really enjoy hearing her talk about stories and how important they are for healing, the creative process. And the work that she does to help people who are really building a legacy tell their stories through books. And she's also written a book. We will put the link to that in the show notes as well. And so I hope you enjoy. Hello, Yana L. Welcome Hello. to the podcast. Hello, guys. Hello, I'm so excited that you're here. You you are just such a light. And when we first talked, I was like, oh, I want to have her on the podcast because your energy is just so beautiful. So oh, I'm glad you're here. thank you
1: so much. Thank you so much. I'm excited too.
0: So you're a storytelling expert. Can you talk a little bit more about why storytelling is important to you?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. Storytelling is such an important art for me. For me, it is art because I needed it when I was in a place of addiction and I needed a testimonial, kind of an example of somebody that was addicted but was no longer addicted. So that got through the space of addiction. And so for me, when I was addicted, it was not about finding a cure, finding a program, finding a rehab of or whatever. I just needed inside of me to find somebody that could tell me, you know what, I've been through this, but it's not going to be the end of your life. It's not going to be a secret that you're going to carry into your grave because that's what I was feeling deep down inside of me I was like I have nobody to talk to it is not a topic that is common in my community and my background and even in my spiritual community so I really thought that I was about to die with that secret but finding a story of somebody that was able to show me to their life experience that they went through it but they also find victory in that it was just life-changing and so that's kind of how To me, storytelling became not just an art, but also a cure that I believe that the world needs because people are looking for hope. People are looking for this kind of... Because that's what storytelling and stories embody. They embody the hero's journey and so the ability to become greater, to overcome whatever challenges you have in life. And that's also what got me through my addiction at that time is the moment I could embody that kind of phoenix rising from the ashes that he was journey inside of me that I find the strength and the courage to be like, you can change your life. You can change your life. And so to me, storytelling is so important because that's what it creates into people's heart and soul. It creates this beautiful infusion of courage, strength, and compassion to change ourselves. And when we change ourselves, we change the world.
0: I love that so much. And in the Vedic tradition, you and I didn't talk about this, but stories play such an important role. They're almost considered medicinal. There's, you know, some epic tales that are recited every year, you know, a couple times a year in India and different places and things that are embodied by the characters within those stories are archetypes to look up to and to really understand yourself and to also understand like the spiritual texts, because they're following their dharma, which is a big topic in this podcast. So having those people to show you, you know, where you're headed is so important. So I was going to ask you, what role does creativity play in healing? And like, I know you wrote a book. So maybe also telling your story and doing so in like a creative form, maybe you could talk about that.
1: Yeah, of course. Writing to me become my creative outlet to heal because at that time so my parents are very logical persons. so my father is a mathematician my mom is an the content, so i've really grown up in a family that was really like logical looking at myself in the mirror growing up i never saw an artist inside of me i never saw something creative though i was i was practicing music i was singing in a choir but anytime even when i was in a choir to me i was like I'm more of a background singer. Like I'm here to support the group. Like I'm not the artist. Like I'm. I'm just here to be there <laughs> and to support. And so when again I was uh, knee deep in, in my addiction because I had nobody to talk to, I started to journal. I started to journal a lot. Like it really became my therapy. Like every morning I would write and write and write and write. And then I started blogging also. And it was just my way unconsciously because I was so like on the water so I wasn't really thinking that much about it but it was my way of it need to come out if it doesn't come out I'm just gonna sink so it just needed to come out and so I started writing during many years as a blogger then as a community manager in multiple communities at the same time I remember that I opened up a google doc and I was like Maybe it could become a book, but it started as me writing for myself because at that time I wanted to quit school, quit university and become a writer. And for my parents, it was like, what are you thinking? (laughs) Are you crazy? (laughs) And so I was like, again, from that place, you know, of kind of the wounded healer, I started to write What I thought could maybe become a book, but not really. But I started writing for me. But it's just that this time I didn't do it in a journal. I did it on the Google Doc. And so years later, I remember it was last year. But that book, I started to write this that book in 2015. Years later, so next last year, so in 2020. At the end of the year of 2020, in November, I saw, I don't know her name. But she is a poet on Instagram. And she just published her book. And I was like, what if I do that? I remember, Mm -hmm. I just woke up. It was so early in the morning. And I was on 5 a.m., something like that. I was on my Instagram. I saw that she published a book. I was like, I have so many things written. I'm just going to compile everything in a book and see what makes sense. And so the day after, like, I had all my poems and writing printed like on the floor of my room. And I was like all right, how can I make sense of all of this? And so I started to be like, this can be the beginning of the book and this can be like the middle part. And all right, if you want to go from there to there, like how are you going to create a path through your poetry and all that stuff? And so that's kind of how the book came to be. It was really from this place of, I've always wanted to be a writer. And what does a writer do? A writer writes and publish books. So stop wanting to be a writer, but be what you know that you want to be. So publish the book. And so that's how this beautiful it's one of my most like beautiful book. It's my first book, but I love that so, I love it so much, but that's how it came to be and it was also a beautiful process of seeing how and I truly believe that is that God, the universe, love, whatever we want to call it, always supports a soul that believes that something can happen. It's like I reconnected at that time with my godmother. It's been years that I didn't connect back with her, but I knew that she could understand the message that I was carrying in my book. And so I connected back with her because I needed somebody to proofread my book. And since then we became so close like, from since that moment, like that book really realigned us. And, and yeah, so many people supported me in the, in this endeavor and to see the book coming to life at the end. It was so beautiful. And so to me, to reply to your question about creativity, I will say that writing is, and even that book, it's a birthing process. It's like you birth yourself into paper, whatever craft and and tools you use, but you will birth yourself into the materials that you use. And afterwards, you get the pleasure of holding it seeing it like you see your healing in your hands if it's something that you can carry and it's like to me every time I write something is like something is now locked and anchored into my soul it's like it is integrated now just the fact that I've created it and that I've birthed it is like it's a lesson that is that I can always go back to my feelings you know because to me Feelings are like energetic bodies or it's like a coat that you can wear. You can change, you know, like you take that coat and you get an an energy body. And so through my, even through my meditation practices, it's like I can always go back to the lesson inside of my body that this book carry. And it's like, it's like a tattoo on my heart. It's like, it's there, you know, it, it won't move. And so I feel like creativity and healing is such a, it's such a beautiful, they are partners and they dance they dan so well together and like I said journaling allowed me to heal because it allowed me to express myself, allowed me to say things that I wasn't able to say out loud and that was healing to simply put a name now I can say addiction and all that stuff and I can say to what I was addicted and all that stuff but at that time it was so heavy, the shame was so heavy, I couldn't say it and so writing it It heals me, and it prepared me to being able to say it out loud later down down the road on my on my history and my personal journey.
0: So So for for people listening, so you're Belgian, so I'm assuming the book is in French. Is that correct? What is the title for maybe for French speakers?
1: So yeah, so the title of my book in French is "Un dialogue avec l'amour, un dialogue avec soi," and the dialogue in English is "A dialogue with love, a dialogue with self."
0: I want to go a bit into your astrology because I know when we talked, you were super excited about that. And I was telling you that I thought, oh, gosh, you have so much Jupiter energy in you. Didn't I tell you that when we talked? Yes.
1: Yes. I've been <laughs> thinking about it. Yes, yes.
0: It's so very cool. true. Yeah. So not only do you have Jupiter in the fifth house aspecting onto your first house, it's also aspecting onto your rolling planet, which is the moon. And that's a really beautiful combination because... When Jupiter and the moon aspect each other, you get a lot of support through community. And those are actually placed in the 11th and the 5th. So there's this really nice energy around networking and community and finding what you need through the people around you. But also Jupiter aspects onto the 9th from the 5th, which means spirituality, like being connected to source, really feeling blessed and teachers and having guidance. And so what's interesting too, is that you're in your major period of Jupiter. So there's just like so much Jupiter energy going on. And that started in May of 2018. So if you felt a big shift, then that was probably part of it.
1: Well, that's the period where I started to desire to be a writer. So everything related to writing and using my gift and my talent as a writer, it started there.
0: And it's interesting, too, because you have a creative combination. It's called Sada Swati Yoga. Joe Tishy out there, um, it's all the benefics being really well placed, and all of them aspecting onto your first house. So it's interesting you're saying I'm always the backup singer. I didn't like think of myself as an artist, you know. But the truth of the matter is, you are. You just have so much creative energy in your chart. It's just a matter of, you know, you have Mars in the first house, also aspecting onto those things, and kind of tripping you up because you're like. Maybe in the past you played small a little bit and weren't like stepping fully into your creative power, but now you're there because Jupiter is really supporting all of that. So that's really beautiful to see how that's all coming together.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. And how long is this Jupiter thing going to last?
0: Oh, it's a good one. So it's going to last until you're 39. <laughs> Amen. So there will be different other, yeah, there's different planets that will, you know, shift the energy a little bit. But this is like, you've just stepped into a really, a beautiful, abundant, you know, rich with teachers, wisdom, spiritual period, and being a teacher yourself and a leader yourself. And that leads me really to my next question, which is you have this big vision to help world changers tell their story. So I'm curious if you can say more about that.
1: Yeah. So like I said, me reading a story when I was deep in addiction, I realized that, wait a minute, I'm sure everybody needs a story. Everybody needs a story that is going to create this pool of hope. Because to me, hope is really a pull. It is pulling you to something higher in a place of imagination of where everything is possible. There is this what if, what if things change? And I was like, what if leaders embodied that energy, like embodied that power through storytelling? And so that is kind of what I'm creating with my work. I'm helping leaders, top leaders, realize that they have that power. They have that power to share a vision, a vision big enough, like filled and rich and abundant and hope enough that it will pull humanity into this place of, we can really change the world. We can really be actors of change. We don't have to wait for the government to tell us to go right or left. We can all Create this inner government inside of us that allows us to create change in the world. And so that really inspires me uh, as, you know, as the work that I'm doing, because I truly know deep down in my soul that when leaders will really, through the art of storytelling, empower humanity to create change in their life, things will change.
0: So are you yeah. specifically helping them to write a book or like, how does that work?
1: Specifically helping them to write a book, because I believe that books, is a beautiful way to put your legacy into words. They last longer than our lifetime on earth. I believe in multiple lives, but for the lifetime here, mm-hmm. <laughs> they will last. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm specifically helping them put their legacy into words.
0: This is a big decision for you, I know, to like move in this direction of being more like an entrepreneur, being from a family of of people who are had degrees and were very focused on, I would say practical, but I don't know if that's true. But like, so can you talk a little bit about taking that decision? Because I know a lot of listeners may have external pressures to do what they think they should do versus what their soul really called them to do. So yeah,
1: it was really difficult for me because, so I come from a family of nine to five jobs, but also people having a lot of degrees. And it's also due to our history because I come from Congo and my dad came first here in Belgium and hope for a better future. And he quickly noticed here in Belgium that to really be in that quote unquote, hope for a better future, he had to have a diploma and not just the simple diploma, the the diploma with the most recognition. And so my mom too, she came later. And when she came here in Belgium to get married to my father, a lot of women here in the Black community told her that the only jobs available for her was as a housekeeper or babysitter. And my mom, she was like, I'm not going to do that because in Congo, she had her own salary. She had her own money. So she was the equivalent of an independent woman here. And so she was like, I do have the ability and the knowledge to do something in society. And she was like, I want a job at an office and all that stuff. And so the road for them was very difficult. My dad like went through so many periods of being just homeless or just disrespected as a black man. And so they really carried that in their own history. And so when I came on, I came here with my project of being a businesswoman and having my own thing going on, they were like, child, are you crazy? (laughs) Like you need your safety blanket because for them it was more than a safety blanket. So when I told my parents, um, that I didn't want to pursue like the classical road of having a nine to five and, which to me, but I, I say it really with a lot of compassion and understanding for them, which to me felt like just proving myself in the white patriarchy game. And when I told them that I didn't want to play that game, that I really believe that we are, we are God-unbodied. So we don't need any paper that are going to tell us that, yes, now you can have access to that, you know, destiny in your life. So, when I told them that, though I didn't say it like I told you, <laughs> I used more logical words. <laughs> it was, it was a hard conversation. It was a hard conversation because I had to face the belief system that they had in our conversation. And the more I pay attention to that, and the more I was conscious that I was not really talking to my mom and dad, but more to their belief system, It allowed me to just understand that maybe for this year, I will not have their support. Or maybe for the next two years, three years, five years, I will not have their support. But I was okay with that. I made my peace with that because I realized that it's it's deep and anchored in their journey and their history. And we also talked about that, about the ability to clean karma through changing stories. And I knew that that's their job to change their story in their mind. I cannot go in their mind and trick stories for them. So all that I can do is stay true through my own path, through my own journey, through my own stories of integration and understanding and pursue it, no matter what. Knowing that I may not have my mom and dad as a backup support, that I have the universe. And the universe is so rich, so abundant. And like you said, the moment I started to believe that I could do it because I am and I am enough and not because I need a paper to tell me that I am, that I am enough. Leaders started to show up in my life. That's where I met Meryl Crigsman So that's where we met it together and each other. So I started to meet so many people, so many people that were like, oh, I can help you with that part of your project because I have that part of knowledge and I think that it will help you and support you in, in your dream." So Teachers started to show up for me.
0: It's so beautiful. And there's so much that you just said that I think really people who are listening are going to get so much value just thinking about that. Like if I were listening to this podcast, I'd like rewind and listen to that part again, because there's so much to like honoring someone at the level of their beliefs and not talking to them as if they are their beliefs. And then also understanding where they are in time Understanding that you have to honor yourself and just be worthy for what it is that you're you're feeling called to do. Listening to your intuition. I mean, there's so much value there, you know, and there's so much power that comes when we do that. If you are looking for better ways to understand astrology and yourself, you are in luck because I have a course out now called The Planets, and it goes in depth into the stories of the planets, their characteristics, how we can have a relationship with them, how they may afflict us and what to do about it. You also learn a lot about karma, about Vedic astrology and what it is, where it originates from, how to read your chart. So it's a pretty in-depth look and a helpful tool for you to better understand astrology. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to weaveyourbliss.teachable.com. You'll see the planets there and you can click through and learn more. No, I'm curious what you would say, like the theme of this podcast is living in your purpose like what What does that mean to you
1: to me, and it's so funny because I was meditating on that this morning to me, living in my purpose is living in my joy and and you also use the word bliss, but it's really sensing this feeling inside of me and then being able to recognize it in situation circumstances. And when I can, like, pay attention to my bliss and be like, oh, my God, I'm feeling blissful here. And then looking around me and being like, what caused that? What caused that? You need to pay attention to what caused that. And to me, it's all about unity, oneness, and harmony. When I can just open a door from, for somebody, being an answer prayer and just creating economic opportunity or helping your family, have food, have water, just all those things. It creates so much joy, bliss, happiness inside of me. And when I sense that in, inside of my body, I take notes. I always take notes, whether it is mentally or on a paper. I take note because I'm like, this is, to me, it's my intuition. It's like, this is your path. This is live your purpose. This is your purpose. And I believe that the more I follow that, the patches open up for me. And like you said, like people come along and just doors open and just opportunities. And so yeah, to me, it's all about finding what bliss is, but really being specific about it and also turning into your bodies and really like having this notebook of for yourself. And you just take note and like, all right, I'm happy today why are you happy what caused you to be happy like maybe you you were in contact with somebody that made you happy that made you feel happy maybe you did something you volunteered somewhere you I don't know but pay attention to that and then say radically yes to that and that's what I did with my parents it's like I was like I'm gonna say yes to my joy I'm gonna say a radical yes to my joy even if it doesn't fully make sense because I cannot prove you that it will end into something concrete and be like, this is what will come out in 10 years. But I'm going to trust.
0: Have they come around or do they see your vision a little bit clearer?
1: My dad a little bit, but I think it's because I'm a daddy's girl. <laughs> <laughs> so I do have a little bit of advantage there, There, but things have opened up and, and you also saw it like it's really that thing, me. When I step into joy, it's like the universe is like, I'm gonna sprinkle, her, sprinkle her life with blessing. <laughs> yeah. And so, like having new clients, and so bringing some money, it was like, like really, like a radical yes to your to our joy, and just trust that things will open up because. I truly believe that joy is our pathway through expansion. We create life in the frequency of joy. I believe that the universe is so aligned with joy because it's it just creates and creates and creates and creates. And so, yeah, it's all about being able to find that frequency within and then take note and then say say yes to it. So for my parents, well, having, you know, um, clients now, It really shifted, um, the narrative at home a little bit because they were like, all right, so it's not just a big dream that she has, like things are starting to become a reality. And can I be honest here? I had my conversation with my parents in September. We are just entering in November. So things really shifted quickly. Yeah. Uh, and so it really to encourage people because Things can really change quickly, but what I can also say is that if I never had that conversation, it means that that reality would have always been available for me, but I would have never said yes to it, and so it's like walking with a blessing side by side, but you don't even know that it's available for you, and so you just kind of, you know, not wasting time, because I don't believe in wasting time, but you're missing an opportunity in quote unquote, because I don't like also the word missing opportunity. But I don't know how to say it better, because I don't think that we miss things in the universe.
0: It makes total sense. Like I see in people's charts all the time where there's opportunities to sort of unlock something. It's kind of hidden. You know, it's it's sort of blocked. You know, I use that word. And, and sometimes people don't like that word. But that word is really useful, because it's neutral. It's like, okay, now we can work with the block and we can move forward. You told me you were starting a farm in the Congo, and I was wondering if you could tell us more yeah. about that project.
1: <laughs> Funny enough, my dad last year, during the confinement, was like, I bought a land 10 years ago, but I haven't done anything on it. Do you want it? And I was like, and we were at the ta- dinner table, and I was like, Of course! <laughs> <laughs> of course, I want it! <laughs> i'm not gonna say no and so we started all you know the the paperwork's around that and and for a full year kind of a full year i started to build inside of me a vision for it so i've always carried this joy of being a, a blessing and an answer prayers to other and wanting to build something in harmony and in oneness and a community and all that stuff and so i was like maybe that could be my missing piece to make this dream that I carried my joy see a reality. And so that is kind of what I'm doing there. Is that I am just aligning all the voices and knowledge and practical stuff that, that can allow me to build this beautiful community that I desire to build in, in oneness. What I call oneness with God, oneness with men, and oneness with nature. <laughs>
0: So I have a few rapid fire questions for you, if you're open to that. Perfect. So what is one piece of advice that has really helped you in your life?
1: The first one that came to my heart is practice, 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 practice your dream. Like practice it, like practicality in the dream.
0: When you feel anxious, confused, or frustrated, what is the first thing you do to ground yourself?
1: Sing. Sing Sing? write or go for a walk. But usually I will sing my emotion out.
0: Oh, beautiful. What is your favorite hot beverage? Hot chocolate. Oh, I've never gotten that answer. That's such a good one. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) What would be your last meal on earth?
1: Pasta with lots of cheese.
0: (laughs) Beautiful. Any dessert?
1: (laughs) But I'm more of a a pasta girl, so... (laughs) I will take a second plate.
0: (laughs) Okay. Do you have a morning routine and what part, if any, is non-negotiable?
1: I do have a morning routine that has been changing a lot. But I will say that what part is a non-negotiable is feeling. To me, I had to go back into key emotion, key feeling in my body. I need to sense them because it's like in those feelings, I carry... Kind of like it's my mini version of my inner Akashic records. So it's like I carry my knowledge and my feelings. And so I need to review them quickly, kind of like a spiral. I need to review them quickly before I start the day.
0: This is another question, but I'm curious if you have any advice for people who are trying to be more in that joy frequency. What what can they do?
1: Pay attention. That's really some things that I I do is I pay attention to what feels good in my body. And I just, again, it's like the radical yes to it and organizing your life around it.
0: Beautiful. So tell us about a person who inspires you and why.
1: A person who inspires me and why, the Princess Diana.
0: Oh. And, and so why?
1: The why is because of her compassionate heart. It's like, it's something. It's like, you know, when I said paying attention, it's also paying attention to people that carries that. It's just when you see them, you feel this joy inside of you or that, oh, I want to be that. And she carries that. It's like, I can feel the bliss frequency with her because I feel the same. It's like when she, she's one of the first person who I think is either hugged or gave her hand To an HIV person, and at that time, those kind of person were deemed untouchable. And she did it as a princess. It spoke so much volume. I don't know. Those kind of gesture, those kind of you know, heart posture, it's just bring me so much joy. And I want, like, I want to be like her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Um, so something people might not know about you,
1: I've said a lot already. I'm like, oh, what can I say? I like wearing white. Though I am wearing white at the moment, but I wasn't wearing white <laughs> prior. But I love wearing white. I feel peaceful in everything. Cream, white, sand,
0: color. That's so interesting because in Indian tradition, often when you live in an ashram, you wear white. <laughs> it's just like a...
1: Yeah, I've always asked myself why. Why <laughs> do they know. do that?
0: <laughs> I think it's just, it's like a neutral. Like you, you're not trying to exude anything. You're just white is like all is it all colors or no color I don't remember like I don't remember either (laughs) anyway so what are you reading right now
1: I am reading tapping into wealth it's just there on my office
0: we'll put it in the show notes don't worry um so what is one thing bringing you joy right now
1: being in my wealth journey really being a businesswoman Seeing economy in a different way, in a more compassionate way, in a way of exchanging. I call money thank you note (laughs) also. (laughs) So bringing this just poetic and compassionate um, eye into economy and business. And it it is bringing me so much joy.
0: Beautiful. How can people get in touch with you if they want to work with you?
1: So via my Calendly, I've sent you uh, the link.
0: Okay, we'll put it in the show notes.
1: But it's really uh, through having a a discovery call. If you want to write a book, if you feel like you're a thought leader and you're thinking about your legacy and you want to put it into words and you have also a future, like a vision of how the society could look like in the future in your field of expertise, I'm here to help you do that.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, L. It's so lovely to see you and thank you for bearing with me through some tactical difficulties today. I really appreciate your time.
1: It's okay. It was so nice. It was so cool. I loved it.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Weave Your Bliss podcast. We hope it was inspiring for you. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a comment for us. I want to thank the team at Team Podcast who helped get this podcast out to you and also to thank the musicians who were the creators of this beautiful music we're listening to now. It comes from an album, Fragments of a Season, by Alexis Georgopoulos and Jeffrey Cantula Desma. So check it out wherever you get your music. Have a wonderful day, and we will connect soon on a future episode.